Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats, dogs, whatever you're listening to. My name is Gabe Demerer, alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, my sexy roommate. Would you like to introduce yourself, or do you want me to continue? No, I'm liking this a lot. Yeah, I bet you are. Um, very good facial hair roommate, Joshua Joins. We're going to get into this right away, Josh. Um, you know, fourth, are we on the fourth week of podcasts? This is number four? This is number three. Is it number three? Okay, so we're on fourth week of football, though. Yes. Fourth week of football, third podcast. You know what it is. It's Couch Clash, where the middle cushion is very tough this weekend, just like the Falcons GM. (laughs) Because apparently he still thinks that the Falcons should keep all their coaching staff. We're going to talk about it later on. That's my little surprise for Josh. But let's just get into it right away. Weekend recap, like we always do. Good games this weekend, Josh. Did you enjoy it? Oh, yeah. I enjoyed the entire slate. Uh, we'd like to appreciate the Green Bay Packers for coming out <laughs> and showing up against the Saints on Monday night, but let's get into it. First one right away. Disappointing for Josh and I. Started Minshew Magic, and there was no magic out of Minshew. Uh, 31-13, the Dolphins looked good, and I think that's just because DJ Shark, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Uh I will not be starting Gardner Minshew at any point in the future when I have Deshaun Watson on my team, but that was disappointing. I changed my name to Minshew Magic because I believe in him, and we're going to see how it goes. We go out to the Patriots and the Raiders, where honestly, people thought it was going to be a lot closer, but the Raiders just got obliterated, 36-20. to Then we have, my guys, the Lions beating the Cardinals, 26-23. Stafford with another game-winning drive. Then we have... We have the Bears and the Falcons, where Nick, Big Dick Nick finally comes in, does what he does, and wins 30-26. Can we talk about something real fast? Oh, no, no. We're going to get into that oh, later. Okay, we're going to get into that, get into that later. Okay. Don't you worry. That's a, We have a whole topic about the Falcons, because you can spend 30 minutes talking about them. Then we go, another team we're going to talk about, Bills and Rams. Bills, 35-32. Is the worst lead in sports, 28-3. And did the Rams get screwed? Yes. Then we go on to one of the crappiest matchups of the day, Browns and Washington, where Washington made the Browns look at a playoff team. And the Browns, let's give them a hey, first winning record since 2007. Thanks to a very easy schedule. But that game was a lot closer than the mm-hmm. score makes it appear. Uh, really, my, one of my picks of the week was Washington keeping it within a touchdown. They couldn't do it, but uh, congrats, Browns, I guess. I, it just I feels guess. weird to say when you play the Washington football team. Yeah. But then we go out to the Titans and the Vikings where Derrick Henry ran all over the Vikings. And, I mean, Vikings are not the same defense they used to have at all. No, but I, it was a good performance from Minnesota. Her Cousins look good. Yeah, considering what they had. Dalvin mm-hmm. Cook had 181 rush yards. Two touchdowns, right? Yeah, good performance. Yeah, that's just insane. Then we go on to the team that is depleted by injury, but they were playing the New York Giants. So, of course, they still won 36-9. to then we just go to just a disgusting game. The freaking Bengals and the Eagles. Overtime, 23-23. Tie. The, a t- We're going to talk about that later, too. I, I just don't believe in ties in sports. That's all i got to say to start it out. To start it out. Then we go on to the Steelers and the Texans. Wait, are the Steelers a dark horse? Nah. No? Nah, right off. Three, okay, 3-0 Steelers win 28-21 against the Tekken. Texans. Sorry. And then another easy oh, win. The Texans trash. Well, that's well, the real take. That is the real. We're going to go all into that later. We're going to talk about all those little takes later. Then we go on to the Colts and the Jets, where 
I just I just feel bad for Donald at this point. I mean, thirty six to seven. Phil Rivers looked good. Um, that's weird to say though because it's the Jets, so you really can't say anything. But then we move on to the Panthers and the Chargers, where Justin Herbert almost led a comeback. 21-16. Mike Davis looks really good in that one. Buccaneers and the Broncos. Tom Brady's age. Don't fear. He's still here. 28-10. Buccaneers just throttled the Broncos. Then we go on to the Cowboys and the Seahawks. 38-31. Where the Cowboys almost came back once again. Uh, should Dak be paid? Hashtag pay Dak? I mean, yeah, you should pay Dak. But also, I'm still very high on the Seattle Seahawks team. I am too. They look really good. Then we go out to, like you were saying, Josh, Sunday night game, Packers and Saints. Saints. Saints are struggling without Michael Thomas. And honestly, Aaron Rodgers could also be another MVP candidate. He's, he for looks sure. really good. I mean, for sure. For me, it's between Aaron Rodgers and uh, Russell. Russell. Right now, yeah, 100%. 37-30, Packers win that one. And then we have the Monday night game. I think people were not like surprised, but they thought it would be closer. Uh, Patrick Mahomes shows why you shouldn't rank him four in the NFL top 100. 34-20. Uh, I don't know if you saw the, the what Lamar said after the game. He's like, the Chiefs are just our kryptonite. And I was like, yeah, I mean, they they can't do anything against that team. And it's sad because they're they're so talented. Yeah, I mean, the fumble really impacted the Baltimore Ravens in the first half. They could never really recover from being down 17. Mm-hmm. Tried for a second, but just couldn't do it because Kansas City is just too good. Speaking of too good, let's get into my too good of a team that just can't win a freaking fantasy game. Um, really frustrating that I have like probably one of like the better teams, but I just continue to lose. Listen, so, your records don't lie. Records do lie because the 0-16 Lions would blank the Jets right now. So they're definitely... I would go that far. I would go that far. My stardom this week for sure, Hunter Renfro. Wow. From Oakland, because Oakland is without Henry Ruggs still and Tyrell Williams. So Renfro, like you saw, Derek Carr's got a cannon of an arm. He can throw it downfield, and Renfro's going to be that guy that can catch those D-balls. So I think Renfro's someone you should try to pick up in your league if he's not already, but I would start him. My sit would be Evan Ingram. Just don't touch anyone of the Giants, please. They are yeah. absolutely god-awful. Only person I would start him is obviously out-injured. So I would definitely not start him. And then my sleeper is going to be John Brown this week. I know he put up a big fat zero in this week, but he's playing, I believe, Minnesota this week. No, Las Vegas. And I don't know if you saw Cam Newton, but, I mean, made the Vegas Raiders look terrible. I think Josh Allen can get back in the groove with John Brown. Yeah. All right. So uh, my – Sleeper for this week. I'm gonna start my sleeper. Okay. Is Adrian Peterson. I just picked him up. So what what had happened was is in our fantasy league, I had Chris Carson. I traded Chris Carson away. And at the time of this recording, ESPN Fantasy thinks that the Steelers are not gonna play this week, which means my secondary running back, James Conner, is gonna be out. I have Philip Lindsay on my bench, who's not gonna be 100 percent So I picked up Adrian Peterson. He saw uh he's gonna have a a lot of a workload, uh-huh. um, and even though he's not very effective, if he can just punch one or maybe two in, I think he's going to have a really great week. I think if they keep using him that same type of way, he is a sleeper this week. My stardom this week is, and if you're not starting him, you're an idiot, Dak Prescott. Yeah. Uh, I mean, He's proven week in and week out. 
Right. Week one was kind of rough. He only had 17 points, but week two at Atlanta at 39.8, <laughs> and week three at Seattle at 27.48 points. This week he's at home versus Cleveland. Oh my god! Stardom. Yes. He's going to drop a 40 burger at least, 100%. at least, unless they get such a big lead that they pull him. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the that only, is yeah. the only scenario where he does not get less than 30 points. I mean. It's a, it's an obvious starting because like you just you just named two defenses that are atrocious the Falcons and then so it's what what do I have left you just said starting Sidham do you say Sidham yet oh Sidham yeah oh uh my brain for spending fifty dollars on Russell Gage who then got a concussion <laughs> you want uh, to say him no I mean he's not <laughs> gonna play uh Darius Slayton if he plays once again I'm gonna stick with what Gabe said yeah, yeah the the New York football giants are just not fantasy relevant this year, especially now that Saquon's gone. He was the only guy that was fantasy relevant to start with. Just avoid the New York football giants at all costs. It, it's honestly just disgusting to even be a fan of them right now because I understand it being a Lions fan going through this little up and down segue. But, hey, someone – I'm going to just say something. If you do need a running back, Devontae Freeman. Like, if you're that desperate, I know we just said don't do any of the Giants, but, like, if you're desperate enough, like, your league is getting low on running backs. Because, I mean, as we all know, running backs are few and far to come by. Devontae Freeman would be one I would definitely pick up. Also, going to just say this because I'm on the T.Y. Hilton hay train. Just fucking drop him. It's terrible. His grandmother said he's playing like ass. I think he's going to start playing better once grandma gets Wait, did his grandma actually say that? Yes, his gra- <laughs> I saw a tweet earlier this week that said... Uh, T.Y. Hilton's grandmother told him he wasn't playing very well and that was going to put a fire under T.Y. Hilton. So you might want to start him this week. Interesting. Well, if uh, Derrick Henry doesn't play, I might need to switch some things around so he listen, might play. Listen, I have another sleeper this week. Oh, here we go. I like this. I like this. Going a little bit above and beyond this week. Yeah. Rodrigo Blankenship, the kicker oh for the Colts. Listen, he's double-digit points each of the last two weeks and this week he is playing the Chicago Bears where uh, they will not get into the end zone very much, but they will get into field goal range. I expect him to kick, have a lot of kicking opportunities. He's going to get double-digit points. That is a Josh guarantee. Okay, you're going to hear this long pause because a Josh guarantee is scary. Please stay away from Josh guarantees. I love my roommate, but please. For it's the a Josh of- guarantee. Oh, dear Josh God. Josh guarantee. Oh, dear God. Well, Double speaking of guarantee, points. apparently to our boy Willie, the Lakers are guaranteed to win this NBA championship. Let's get into it. I'm a. Bi- I'm just gonna say it right away. Keaton four. They're sweeping no, them. There's yep. no, no way. They're sweeping them. There's sweeping no them. way I'm that kidding, happens. I'm kidding. Heaton six. Realistically, yeah. Heaton six. I just. I real. I know we just talked about like the grandma lighting the fire. I think the Heat are just playing with some swag right now. I think they are too. I think they have one of the players who is most adjusted to the bubble. Jimmy Butler. If there was ever a player that was designed to play in a bubble, bubble, it's Jimmy Jimmy Butler. Butler. Um, Yeah, he said, he was like, someone reported, it was like, "Uh, are you going to bring any family? And he goes, this is a business trip. I'm not trying to be distracted. Yeah, which, respect to him. I couldn't do it, but respect to him. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know what, I hate to say this because I know we're supposed to be clashing. I like Heat in 6-2. But here's the deal. Okay. If if the Heat do not close it out in Game Six, then then the Lakers will win in seven because LeBron James will get every call in Game Seven. So the Heat oh, have to yeah. finish it in six. You're right. They You're have to finish right. it in six. I 100 percent agree with that, Josh. I'm laughing because yeah. you're so right. Because 
The only way the Heat win is if they have a lead, because otherwise the league's going to just rig it and have freaking LeBron win his third ring with the Lakers, and then everyone's going to be like, he's the go. Another, can I just say this before? You cannot, and I'm going to say this loud and clear, you cannot ever say LeBron James is the go or compare him to Michael Jordan if he does lose to this Heat team. Me and Willie were talking. This Heat team is like the Seattle Sonics team. I don't know if you remember them Mm -hmm. uh, against the Bulls. This Heat team is worse than that Seattle Sonics team. So if the Lakers were to lose this Heat team, you can't you can't say LeBron's a go anymore. Yeah. Also, my pick tonight because we're gonna post this tonight. Probably come out after the game, so it's useless. Yeah. I think the Heat are gonna win tonight. Uh, I have put money on it. Here's <laughs> why: LeBron James is one in seven straight up. Yeah. Uh, in games and two and seven against the spread. So even when they're underdogs, they're not able to do it. I'm looking up his stats. In 2018, he had a 51-point performance. The Warriors still won game one. I remember that game. Um, so, I listen, he's great. Anthony Davis is great. Beyond that, they don't have shit. So, they, can we, yeah, let's actually talk about that. Miami has a better bench. They do have a better bench. And, like, they don't, they don't have the superstar. Like, no. I'm not going to call Jimmy Butler a superstar. It's not happening. But they don't have a superstar, but they have a whole bunch of guys that are on the same level. And I think that makes them a more cohesive team. And they know their roles. Like, Duncan Robinson shooting 55% from three because Spolster's like, all right, you go in the game, you shoot threes. Yeah. And he's shooting like four to five per game. Like, sorry, he's shooting like 10 to 12 per game, making four to five. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And then Andre Iguodala, six straight NBA finals for him. It's is he the difference maker for teams? Uh, I think he knows whose coattails to ride. <laughs> if he picks a team, you should also pick that team because he knows something. Did you know also Deion Waiters gets a ring regardless? You mean the guy who got a high on yeah. the airplane and couldn't yeah. play for three weeks after Well, do you get, remember this? Was, that was this year. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So since he was on the heat and then he he, went, he got released. So he didn't get traded, so he got released. So then that means he was signed and that means he can now get a ring both ways. So you're Deion Ra- Waiters. You're just chilling. Kids, this is why you should do drugs. Oh my gosh, do not say that. <laughs> That's going to be just blow back in our face. So you have – so you, okay, Heat and Six, I love that. That's a hot take, obviously. So let's get into some more hot takes. This is where we're going to get into this new segment I like to call Hot Take Wednesday where Josh and I are just going to go over all the hot takes of, you know, we could just say the last couple weeks. Okay. Let's start with this one. Speaking of drugs – is the Falcons' general freaking manager on drugs for sinking where he stands in the fourth quarter makes a freaking difference if you guys win or lose. You mean our owner? Oh, it's your owner? Yeah. That's even worse! It's Arthur Blank. Um, Would you please explain that? Because why doesn't he just get his head out of his ass and realize, oh, maybe I just need to fire Dan Quinn? Okay, so a couple of things. Um, I, I, I want to play deflection on and how has Gay not been fired at the Jets yet. But I'm not going to play the deflection game. I'm going to take this head on. Uh-huh. So there's a couple of, of real reasons that uh, Dan Quinn was on fire this week. Uh, number one, we have a Monday night matchup versus the Green Bay Packers. Oh, dear God. And I don't think we're going to win that game. No. I don't think we have a chance to win that game. It would be a great game if it was, we were 2-1 and one, like we realistically yeah. should be. You, yeah, um, I mean, 100%. I with that being said, you're not going to have an interim coach this coach game. that – Coach that game. Like, that you're not going to have that be the You could say about every game. You could be like, oh, but what about this game and that game? Can we, hold on. Let me, Grand Rapids, keep talking. Or, let, me, Grand Rapids. <laughs> let me look up the rest Green of the schedule. And then, and then the other thing that happened this week is it is the Jewish holiday of Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> 
And Arthur Blake is a number of things, but the number one thing he likes to do is be in front of a camera when we make major changes. Uh-huh. And as a uh, observant of the Jewish faith, he could not be in front of a camera on Monday because of uh, Rosh Hashanah. Interesting. So I think those two things saved Quinn's job this week. Now, unless a miracle happens and Green Bay wins, I expect him out of the building by next Monday. Interesting. So, <coughs> excuse me, Green Bay is favored seven and a half on Monday. Mm-hmm. Then you guys play the Panthers. Would that be the time if you guys get blown out by Green Bay, which I think you will, you fire Dan Quinn, you get your interim coach in to play against that Panthers? Yeah, you play first-year coach Matt Rule, a team that's also struggling. Yep. I think that's a much better place to put an interim <clears throat> coach in, and that's probably what the leadership of the Falcons is thinking. I mean, yeah, you guys haven't – I mean, from there you play Vikings, Lions, Panthers again, Broncos, Saints. So this is the last tough game. Really, yeah, which until you, you get to the end where you play. On the flip side, if we upset Green Bay – and we but that's what Dan Quinn always does. Yeah, he saves his ass by going like high with the last six, seven games. Yeah, but it, I mean, if he wins this game, you can't fire him off of a win on a team that I think is a real Super Bowl contender. <sighs> so I, th- I think that puts him in a really difficult spot. There's some ballsiness by keeping for another week, but we will see because then the schedule gets really easy. Do you think being an Atlanta fan? Do you think there's going to be some unsettling if you guys lose to Green Bay and you guys still have Dan Quinn? I don't. I don't think that's possible. Like if we if we start the year zero and four, yeah, we're firing Dan Quinn because we're definitely gonna start tanking. Not for Tua or not not, not Tua, Trevor. Trevor. <laughs> we're not gonna be abhorrent for Lawrence. <laughs> we are going to uh, be bad for something. Our defense really needs to get fixed. I mean, yeah, you can blame our offense for some of the play calls, but when they yeah. put up, they put up thirty plus points you, every what, game. Exactly. Like. How do you – like, you basically are giving your de- – I mean, it's just like the MLB. If you give your pitcher a 7-0 lead in the fourth inning and then they end up losing, that's terrible. Yeah, I, I totally get it. I think what could happen if we beat Green Bay is I still think our defensive coordinator should be fired. Yeah. Regardless. Um, and I think he will be fired regardless. But, I think so too. Uh, that's really where our issues are, and that's where I expect us to look to draft this year. Interesting. Well, let's go on from that because we all know we'll always have a lot of time to talk about the Falcons because some, some way wait, or wait, another. Can we talk about one more thing? Go ahead. So we were watching the game. And <laughs> for those listeners that don't know, I was born and raised a Georgia Bulldogs fan. And that has come with a lot of heartbreak. But when Mitchell Trubisky came out and Nick Foles was put in, Big Dick Nick. I had a massive flashback to the 2018 <laughs> SEC Championship game. When a young man by the name of Tua Tagovailoa, 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 whatever, <laughs> was put in the game for Jalen Hurts with the Bulldogs up two touchdowns, came back and uh, won the game for the Crimson Tide. I so I knew it. as soon as that happened, I was like, Georgia sports has seen enough of this. Yeah. Every time they switch to a competent backup, we are in so much. Josh trouble. looked at me and said, "I just know this is over." So when the game ended the way it did, he was not surprised. Was not upset. Speaking of not surprised. Let me let me go into a hot take here. Okay. Let me go into a hot take here. Obviously, it's hot take Wednesday. Obviously, are the Saints frauds? I, I don't think I don't think Drew Brees has it anymore. I don't think they're frauds. I think Drew Brees is, doesn't have it anymore. Kamara's shoulders must hurt. Oh, for sure. And I mean, you kind of expected that, but also when you have Michael Thomas. Yeah, I mean, fair. They've never been known for their defense. I thought it was absurd mm-hmm. that the Saints were favored in the game against Green Bay. Oh, I thought it was too. I thought that was absurd. I, I don't know How why. How much did they care about? Do you remember? Three and a half. Oh, so a field goal. Okay. Like over, like, over a field goal. Over a field goal. They had to win by at least four. 
which is a touchdown in yeah. in the NFL. Yeah, so that's atrocious because just watching Drew Brees play, I have nothing bad to say about Drew Brees because he is awesome. But he he looks like his age is catching up. His deep balls do not look the same. And again, I know he doesn't have Michael Thomas, but like he doesn't look like the Drew Brees I know. Yeah, I'm wondering if the Saints, instead of being this high flying offense, are going to switch to a Patriots type like they did when Tom Ooh, Brady can no longer throw yeah. the football. And look to get more more slant routes in and more screen passes and things that are closer to the line of scrimmage versus the long bombs that they've been known. Well, I mean, I don't know if you saw that absurd run by Elvin Kamara where it was like a little running back screen. Just the dude jogged half the time. That's absurd. As an SEC fan, I like to point out that Alvin Kamara was never the starting running back at the University of Tennessee. Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> so did he play at all? He played a little bit. He got and played enough to draft. Interesting. He, he was never the the number one running back, and uh, that just shows Tennessee sucks. Tennessee does suck. Anyway, moving on from that, uh, you understand my take. I think Drew Brees is getting old. Let me go into another take that you talked about earlier. You think the Steelers are you're supposed to you should write them off. Can you uh, can you can you yeah. Write off was Let, the, was the wrong term. Alright, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. I don't trust Big Ben. <gasps> what? I don't trust Big Ben. And looking at their schedule coming up, they play the Browns this week. That's okay. terrible. Yeah. Or sorry, sorry, sorry. They play the well, they're supposed to play the, the Titans. Titans. Which is still going to happen, it looks like, it Monday looks or like, Tuesday. That's gonna be Are a, we going to have Tuesday football again? I hope so. <laughs> Action comes back since we'll definitely have Tuesday college yes. football. But they're going to play the Titans. I expect the Titans to win that game. I think – I actually, I think that's going to show whether or not they are the real deal or whether they're fakers. But why, though? Can you tell me, like, what's going to be the keys to I mean, show you that they're the real deal? they got to win the game. I think the Titans are, are a good team. Mm-hmm. Um, they got the best out of Minnesota last week. They they haven't been yeah I get I get what you're saying like the Steelers have beaten a very yeah. crappy Texas team I'm just looking at their future schedule so they play the Titans yeah and they have just a breeze of a schedule Eagles and Browns oh the Eagles are atrocious. but then they play the Ravens and the Cowboys on back to back weeks Ooh. okay now I think the Cowboys will be a good match I think the Ravens will run all over them true and then, but those are two games where we're gonna find out what they are. Mm-hmm. The schedule is so easy. Oh, yeah. They play the Bengals, the Jaguars, wins. Oh, dear. The Ravens God. again, which is a loss. Yeah, Washington. The Washington football team, the Bills. Oh, that would be a good game. game. Bengals again. Bengals. Holy crap. How many times do they play the Bengals? Twice? Twice. Okay. And then they play a Colts-Browns. Colts-Browns. Yeah. Their schedule is so easy. So we're not going to know if they're the real deal until the playoffs. There, we, there are – what is it? I don't know. There are only four real tests on this <laughs> schedule. Four real tests on the schedule. They have to play the Ravens twice, yep. the Cowboys, and then the Bills. Other than that, their schedule is a cakewalk. So those are the four games I'm going to look to see if they're the real deal. Because even come playoff time, they might still look like the real deal, even if they're not. Interesting. I think they're kind of similar to the Ravens, mm-hmm. where really good team – but can only beat the really bad teams. Like, look at look at the Kansas City game. But they're not young like the Ravens. Like, they don't have an excuse like the Ravens do. Are you do. kidding me? They're all young. Juju Smith, Deontay Johnson. The leader of their offense is one of the oldest people in the league. Okay, that's Big Ben. I, I need to fact check this. Because the oldest people in the league is obviously... Well, like the kickers. But I mean, like, 
one of the oldest quarterbacks in the league. I don't. I still don't think so. I think it's Drew Brees well, and Tom Brady. I just, I just Googled Big Ben. Yeah, I know, no. because I'm re- used to that. I don't know. I'd be interested to see that. See, I think Steelers are good. Their defense looks good like they have in the past. He's 38. Wow, he is up there. He's 38. Interesting. Okay, so I was – I mean, he's not the oldest in the league, but he's third oldest. Yeah. No, fourth, because Phil Rivers is 40. Oh, okay. So it goes Brady, Drew, Phillip, Ben. Yeah. I think – I think the Steelers are good. I, I agree with you. I'd like to see them when they face the, like, also well-rounded teams. So going away from this, let's go to another. Let's sw- flip the switch because the Steelers are 3-0, and and you you talked about this earlier. You want to get into that. The Houston Texans, 0-3. Yeah, what is going on with the Houston Texans? Well, let me tell you what's going on. It started this summer when they traded away their best wide receiver and possibly I mean, one of the best wide receivers in the league. They, they have no wide receivers. That's definitely an issue. They have an all-time uh, quarterback in Deshaun Watson. I still believe in him. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Uh, I think, personally, they are struggling, like you said, the wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I think David Johnson wasn't the answer. No. Like he's not – like he's looking better than he has in the past – but it's not the same okay, David okay, Johnson. Also, I don't think it's time to panic. Why? Can I tell you why? Let's hear it. So they're 0-3, right? Yeah. Those three losses, a 14-point loss to the Chiefs. Yep. A 16-point loss to the Ravens. Jeez. And then they played the Steelers, who and, we're questioning about. So okay. those are three at least decent teams. Fair, fair, fair. I think this week's matchup against the Vikings is once again going to tell us a lot. Oh, yeah. Because the Vikings, I think, despite their slow start, are a middling team. I agree. I think they're So team... if they can beat the Vikings, yeah. they are at least a top-end middling team. I agree. I don't think my beginning of the season opinion that the Texans are going to win their division is going to come to fruition. Two things. Yeah. Texans are not going to win the division. No, they're not. And second thing, we're going to move on from this. Okay. We're going to move on from the Texans because I just think they suck. Can we please – I wish I could roll a clip. Maybe I will. I'll find a clip. Would you like to apologize to all the Bills Mafia fans out there and all the Josh Allen fans out there for writing him off? No, 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 no. Don't shake your head. And I quote. You know what? Before you even talk – No, 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 Bills fans, fans, congratulations for getting bailed out by the referees. We'll talk about that in a second. Congratulations. We'll we'll talk about that in a second. You said, and I quote, when they were up 28-3, I would like to apologize to Josh Allen for what I said about You're smiling (laughs) because you remember saying this. And then they shit the bed the rest of the game. You're right. So you're going to take it back just from that. Listen, here's the deal. The Rams came out slow. But then when the Rams came back, the only answer that the Bills had was the referees giving them a first and goal on their one yard. Like it's a very fantastic pass. We're going to talk about that. Go back to the point. Are you taking back that Josh Allen is good? No. I mean, he's good, but he's not elite. He's elite. He's not elite. Yes, he is. He's elite. He's not elite. He – oh, my gosh. Congratulations for having good wide receivers. Good wide receiver. He has to work with John Brown, Stephon Diggs. Who's Do you not think Stephon Diggs is good? He's not a one, number one guy. He's a number two guy. Adam Thielen's a number one guy. That's why he was good in Minnesota. No, I think he's an elite quarterback. I think he's good. I don't think he's elite. We'll talk I'm not going to apologize for that 
until the Bills fans apologize to me, and I get a personal apology from that referee. Okay, here we go. Go ahead. You know what? We're gonna go right now into it. Josh, go ahead. Say your piece. Yell at whoever you want to yell at, because he's very upset. Because let me just tell you why he's upset. His bat lost because of this. Go, go ahead now. So I had I had a couple. Of, I had a part, long shot parlay that I had no chance of winning. Yeah, including the Washington football team. That's why I originally lost. But I had a secondary one. I was pretty confident in. It was the Packers plus three and a half, easily covered. Okay. Then it was the Rams on the money line who were underdogs at plus one twenty. Yep. It was like a good plus four twenty parlay. That got screwed up because a referee decided to to play the role of Jesus, sports Jesus, and call a phantom pass interference to save the Bills from the most embarrassing loss in franchise history. And that's saying something for the Bills, all right? This is they, were da- they were down 28-3, let the Rams come all the way back on them, and the only reason they won was because on a fourth down play, <laughs> the referee decided to call a pass interference that even the ESPN people who never disagree with the refs went, oh, I didn't see anything there. Yeah. That, they, is, always... that is bullshit. It is my Josh Jinks of the Week. I, you know what you know what I want to apologize to? <laughs> I would like to apologize to Rams fans. You didn't deserve what I put on you. I am sorry. That's a lie. You seem very distraught. I am so distraught because I'm so done with with referees. Like, yeah. are, are we not allowed to... Uh, to did they get rid of the rule where you can review pass interferences? Um, yeah, they did. They got rid of it again. Because last year didn't work. Because because they would challenge it last year when it was obvious pass interference and they would say no. I mean, I get that. It's also, I I know, I don't remember who said this, but he asked, I think it was Booger McFarland said okay. it was like uh, a student grading his own essay. Yeah. With the referees, like reviewing the referees' decision. Yes, I know exactly. I get that, but like... At the end of the game, unless it is blatant, I am pulling your pants down. Yes. Pass interference. You should. You choke can't the call that. Choke the whistle. You can't call that. It made me very upset. I don't know the referee's name, but if he would like to hit me up on Twitter, he can do that, and I will send him an address where he can send an apology letter. <laughs> well, that was a lot. I think you all got the uh, deal of that. Um, Josh, you already, you just said your jinx of the week, basically. Yeah. We were going to get into that, but it kind of just went with the heat of the moment. But last topic before we send off, um, I know you're not a big baseball guy, so we're just going to get into it nice and easy. This will be kind of fun so we can see who is your pick from the NL and the AL. Do you even, I'll go first because Josh has to go look because he has no idea. Who the hell's in the NL? Yeah, he has no idea. (laughs) Um, let me go with my picks. For the World Series, because I love baseball. My Tigers are not in it. Um, we're watching Oakland and Chicago right now. But anyway, moving on from that, I would have the Dodgers and the Yankees in my World Series with the Yankees winning in six games. The Yankees are healthy. They're a wagon. And it's just disgusting how they have so much money where they can assign all these people. I mean, they have DJ LeMayhew, John Carl Stanton, Aaron Judge, um, Gary Sanchez. It's just it's disgusting. Yankees in six. All right, so before I get into my picks, can I tell you what my problem with baseball is? Let's hear it. Because yeah. it was it was illustrated perfectly today. Let's see. Let's hear it. At 11 o'clock Central Time today, oh my, my Atlanta Braves had a first pitch against the Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> the game ended 30 minutes ago. It is 4:30. Yeah. It ended 30 minutes ago. It went 13 innings, and the final score was one to nothing. For four hours, I was on my laptop, and I looked up, and I was like, oh, no one scored. 
10 minutes later, like, oh, look, no one's still scoring. Baseball has got to be one of the most boring sports on the face of the earth. And I used to be a NASCAR fan. Interesting. That's a hot take. At least there could be some massive crashes in NASCAR. You're not even allowed to <laughs> run into the catcher anymore. Yeah, this is actually true with the new rules of yeah. protection. Oh, it's it's so boring. But, you know, with what little bit I pay attention, I think the Yankees are going to be the AL team that yeah. comes out. I, they've been injured all year, which is why they yep. are not the number one team. But uh, I like the Yankees there. And then in the NL? Do you know who's in the NL? I do know who's in the NL. <laughs> um, I'm telling you, Dodger or Wagon. The Dodgers are a wagon, but they, you know what? They're going to put Brewers in round one. Oh, my gosh. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> are you going to go with someone other than the Dodgers? Yeah, because we can't have the same thing. Hear me out. Hear me out. The year is 2020. It's been wacky. It's been weird. Yep. They just played a 13-inning game. The Atlanta Braves are going to the World Series. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, Josh's hometown Braves. You're going to see them play. The New York Yankees, and what it's going to be, who's going to win it all? Oh, the Yankees are going to sweep us for sure. 4-0? For sure. Oh, for, you know, no, that's not devastating enough. I think it's going to go to 7, and then the Yankees are going to win by 20. <laughs> <laughs> Can we all just hear the pain in Atlanta sports fan? He goes, no, that's not devastating enough, because 4-0 is just what they expect. It's got to be something that will crush their spirits. Anyway, thank you again for tuning in. This is a bit of a shorter one, yeah. um, but it was good. We covered a lot. We're going to keep with these hot takes every week, and we're going to keep with the Joshua Joins Jinx of the Week. If you remember earlier, Josh gave you your must-pick. Please do not listen to him. For the love of God, do not listen to him. Rodrigo Blankenship, over 10 fantasy points is my Josh guarantee of the week. Don't listen to him. Anyway, you guys can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Couch Clash, capital C's for both. We'll be posting on there. You can see when we post. Um, our podcast and like we said when we get a bigger following we're gonna hopefully get you guys to get us some topics we can talk about thank you guys for watching sorry listening hopefully you can watch soon next week we're gonna have a special guest you don't even know who he is yet we're gonna have a special guest next week he's gonna bring a lot of spice a lot of fun to the podcast and it's gonna be a fun time obviously Thomas oh my gosh Thomas if you're listening I'm sorry mm-hmm. thank you guys for listening we'll see you guys next week this is Couch Clash we'll see you guys later <laughs>